Blog Talk Radio. This is Robert Rogers, and welcome one and all to this amazing discussion with an individual who has just released a new book that all of you I know are going to want to get called Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease, a book that is authored by the amazing Sal Karens. First, I want to encourage everyone out there who is listening, who regularly takes the aquas, the aqua hydration formula, something that John Coleman, a naturopath doctor from Australia, recommends that individuals with Parkinson's take in order to be able to better hydrate their body so that they can better detox. I want you to know that we sell the awkwards through Parkinson's recovery. 100% of the profits from those sales go to support programs like this radio show, in addition to all the other many free services that we actually offer. There are several other wonderful sources from companies that are top-notch and outstanding that you can actually get the aquas from. But I just wanted you to know If you are a regular user of the Aquas, consider getting them from Parkinson's Recovery. The actual website is titled Zero Point Healers, which is the LLC for Parkinson's Recovery. You can access the Aquas website by visiting www.aquas.us. And so that's www.aquas.us. And that link will take you to the actual website, which happens to be aquasforlife.com. Again, 100% of all the profits from those sales are contributed to pay for this technology that we use here through the radio show as well as all the many other websites and services that we maintain here through Parkinson's Recovery. I do not accept any donations from any large corporations to do Parkinson's Recovery. This is a mom-and-pop deal, and that's the way I've set up to actually support all of these services. So switch over if you'd like to be able to not only benefit from taking the aquas, but also in knowing that you are actually making a significant contribution to helping us continue provide providing the individuals who are looking for natural options to reverse their symptoms as a way of supporting all of that effort. I'm Robert Rogers, and I am the founder of Parkinson's Recovery. It is a delight and an honor for me to host my guest today, who is Sal Karens. I'd like to read something that I took off of his website, which has a fascinating name. It's three steps to the sky.com. So let me read this to you because it gives you an incredible introduction to the amazing individual that he is. So here's what he writes on this website. At night as a boy, I would take flight as a superhero in my dreams to fix all that was wrong with the world. I realized it was an escape from my own torment and the desire to be powerful enough to fix anything for anyone, 
whilst lost in my own helplessness. I needed everything to be right in my own life, but was powerless to do anything about it. In taking to flight in my dreams, there were always just three steps to the sky. I have made a success of a life that held apparently little hope. I have faced so many challenges and found the wings to fly, to rise above them. Three Steps to the Sky today is more about overcoming adversity and flying through life as my own hero. I must say I love that introduction to Sal Curran. Sal, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. It's a pleasure. I really look forward to it. So before we begin with asking you a number of questions that I know listeners would like to hear the answers to, tell us just a little bit about yourself. First of all, good morning from Australia. I realize it's afternoon there, but it's 8 o'clock in the morning here and it's quite pleasant and cool. Uh, a little bit about myself, it's very hard to do, but uh, briefly, I'm uh, someone who loves life and nature, the natural world very much, uh, as far as a passion for a vocation is concerned. I became a teacher 20-something years ago, and I'm still in the classroom again, uh, despite uh, despite the change of Parkinson's disease recently. Uh I love writing, I love photography, I love uh, nature, I love, I care about the planet and uh, and the way we get along with it. And uh, and I'm really uh, interested at the moment in uh, soul healing experiences for myself. For uh, getting out living amongst the green, I'm living a tree change on five acres at the moment. I love walking on the beach and doing those things that do really, uh, the simple things that, Connect you to to make you at one with the world around. Yeah, that's uh, that's my heart space and my mind space at the moment. Sal has recently released his new and exciting book titled "Leading the Dance: Living Well with Parkinson's Disease." In the introduction to your book, "Leading the Dance," you talk about Parkinson's visiting you five years ago and still hanging around like an unwelcome stranger. And you talk about dancing with it. Why did you describe it in this way? I'm a writer and I love to use metaphor. I think even though it might seem a bit weird to some people in this circumstance, I think it's to use it to lighten it and liken it to something people can identify with in a lighthearted way. I'd imagine Parkinson's is some kind of an unwanted visitor just dropping in on me like I had no choice. If you can imagine someone rolling up and knocking at your door, uh, ready to use a room in your house, and uh, you uh, weren't particularly fond of having them there at all, but you realised that you had to accept them. So it's, it's the way I used the metaphor firstly, and the dance was about in some way of having a nice relationship as possible with uh, the unwelcome stranger and learning to live with it but and minimising its impact on your lifestyle but ejecting it eventually if you could. So I guess it's about control, having control, case control of Parkinson's in your life. When did you first suspect something was wrong, that an unwelcome stranger had entered your life? 
I realise everybody's uh, experiences are a little bit different. For for me, it was a it was a shoulder injury. I had a rotator cuff injury in my left shoulder, and uh, it took a long time to heal. And by the time it uh, got anywhere towards healing, I realised there's something more that was troubling the left side of my body rather than rather than just a rotator cuff injury, which uh, did heal. But uh, I lost control of my fingers in my left hand. I, I developed a shaking leg on my left side. My hand began to tremble. I had uncomfortable sensations in my head occasionally. My left leg was dragging. I had fatigue and weakness quite easily. I was walking into things all the time. I was exhausted after simple activities. Panic attacks. I was quite a mess. I was really quite a mess. It was uh, a scary time in my life. I simply couldn't function. My guest today is Sal Karens, author of the newly released and exciting book titled Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease. I'm Robert Rogers, founder of Parkinson's Recovery. Sal, how did you accept the news of your diagnosis initially? Okay. At the beginning, it was quite acceptance because uh, I was seeing a, a neurologist who was who was uh, quite a, a, a gentle and quiet man, and uh, and he brought me down gently, I think, after the diagnosis. But uh, after reading a lot more about the condition and uh, and letting it run away with my imagination a bit, I had something of anger, real anger, and wondering why me. You know, I've done so much with my life to help people and and. Uh, and, and live well and uh, do the best I can for the time that I've got to show on this planet. I've been through so much. Why me? Uh, when I looked at my alcoholic father, who was uh, at that time uh, had a stroke and hadn't lived his life well at all, and uh, and he hadn't contracted it. So this is kind of this is so unfair. <laughs> I've accepted it now as part of my life. I think you sort of have to, but I think you also have to keep some kind of fire going inside you, some determination, some anger about it, you know, to uh, to motivate you to chase it away and recover. I plan to live well beyond the 100 and I'm going to want to stay with that unwaveringly if I can. So I've accepted it now, but I've, I still carry some of that initial you know, anger, I guess, and uh, that interprets itself as being some stubbornness in me that it's not going to win. <laughs> if you can identify that. Right, I can. What did you at first do in response to the diagnosis? I contacted people close to me, more, more most importantly, if you like, because uh, whether I was looking for sympathy or, or some understanding or just needing to share and, and unload, I've always been a very open kind of person. I, I share... Uh, even uh, in my, my work experience, I, I share what I know with my colleagues rather than sort of holding my knowledge to myself as a power base. I just believe in enriching and supporting and empowering other people. So uh, I've always confided in the people close to me and my work colleagues uh, in terms of not just what I have or what I'm experiencing or what I know, but what I'm learning. It helps them as well. I think in some ways... Uh, 
whether it's a challenge that you're facing with Parkinson's or, or any other kind of chronic condition that might be uh, scary for threatening what sense of life you have. Uh, there's learnings that are consistent for everybody around a positive mindset. I did some counselling as well, uh, soul searching. I made plans to change my life. But as I've said before, there's a lot of defiance about that. I went to exercising much more. I negotiated my work leave and I began working fewer hours. I worked for the same employer for 23 years and I had 1,500 hours of unused sick leave there. So I decided it was time to use some of that up by working less and, and uh, taking regular days. And then I suppose uh, detoxifying and re-energizing myself were the most important things from there on. How did your life change after that time? I've started working less. And if you can imagine this, of, uh, instead of uh, sitting, at the, sitting at the desk uh, fielding calls until uh, sundown, uh, but I started making my last calls in the car by hands-free. And uh, you can imagine uh, getting to the to the beach reasonably close to where I live and in the changing room getting into board shorts while still talking on the mobile phone. The last calls for the day was uh, my team of technicians and hitting the surf at the beach. You know, at the time, I'd still be, you know, packing up my things at my desk and uh, and heading home and missing the sundown. I was catching the sundown on the beach with uh, the bodyboard and and uh, began putting more uh, time into things that I enjoyed in, in that same way, really getting out there to embrace life. I became more diet conscious and living healthier. Uh, it uh, was really a turning point for me and in some ways I was grateful for the diagnosis of Parkinson's if you can say that, or if anybody can believe that, uh, because it helped me kick habits that may not have been the best for me and uh, made me realise a bit more of what was most important in life and spending more time with my family and uh, doing things I enjoy. I did stop working there and returned to study at university for a year to reinvent myself. I found at this time of life I needed more meaning and... Uh, and that made a, a bit of a career direction change for me. About medication, I took a small dose at first, increasing it until I found a balance that was right for me, and uh, that's about where I am today. I had years of dreaming, and I've always documented my dreams to a small degree, but uh, they became more rich, my dreams, and I wrote some small books about them, documented them. So there's been a lot of life changes. My guest today is Sal Karens, who just released his new book, Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease. I have just opened up the opportunity to register for a Jumpstart to Recovery program. All the others are full, but we do have one program that still has openings available in September. I know that's a long way out for most folks but once you register, you do get lots of support services in terms of being able to join into the member website, getting access to all of the Parkinson's Recovery Santa Fe videos, and getting the mindfulness program emails. 
So you really get started right now, although the actual live connections every week don't start until September. Those programs do fill up very early, so if it's something that you've been hoping to do but have been unable to sign up because it seems like it always fills up too early, here's your chance. The website is jumpstart.parkinsonsrecovery.com. And for those of you who are interested in knowing about all the many free and wonderful services that we offer through Parkinson's Recovery, there's one resource that you always need to remember is available to you, and that's the main website, which is parkinsonsrecovery.com. And there you'll see there are links to the many different websites that we maintain. They're, they're basically listings of books that are valuable to know about, and of, of course, books that I've authored as well. So, Sal, more than five years on now from your diagnosis of Parkinson's disease, what is life like today for you? Absolutely wonderful. And uh, part of that is being here. I really uh, welcome the opportunity to talk with other people and, uh, and express m myself and my journey and, uh, and help others become their own heroes as well, if you like, if you've if you uh, have essentially feel you need to do that. I mentioned at the start of my book that along, along with the diagnosis, those stressful events lined up with both parents in hospital. My marriage appeared to be over by the behaviour of my partner. There was uh, work restructuring going on, so it was a hugely stressful time uh, to uh, also be diagnosed with, with Parkinson's, and you can only you know, wonder about any correlation there. I accepted it was time to change career-wise and completed my studies. I'm working short-term teaching contracts at the moment and I'm really enjoying that. Uh, confident enough that I have control of where I am that I can introduce a bit of stress measuredly in my life because teaching is stressful whether you'd like to uh, consider it a, a, a heart-based vocation or not. There is some stress there. I met a wonderful lady. I've mentioned this in my book as well. I still recommend you know living in life as normal as possible, and and that's where I was a couple of years after my marriage. I uh, met someone else, and uh, we're sharing a five-acre property out in the hills near Yamundi, a, a popular place in Sunshine Coast of Queensland. We're living the life we've dreamed. We're starting to grow our own produce. We're in fresh air. We've got green surrounds. Some may say taking on five acres of you know, mowing and managing trees and gardens and things with Parkinson's, you must be crazy. But uh, <laughs> me, I don't think so. I, I think it's about purpose, uh, having a purpose for life and getting out there and getting into it mindfully and uh, with hearts and hands along the way. Uh, I could have gone out and said, oh, Paul me and bought a unit in a retirement village attached to a nursing home and just waiting until I needed that kind of help. Uh, but that's for me, that's a bit of giving up and letting Parkinson's know it's one and it can take over you know, as soon as it's ready. And that's it's part of living in the disease, which, I, which I'm against. And I mentioned this in my book too, living with it rather than living in it is the, the aim for me. So regarding that, Parkinson's pretty much feels in the background at the moment. I'm focusing on the purpose you know, of reinventing my life and living the way that I want to live. Sal, how can people get a copy of your book? Okay, if you uh, you can go to three steps to the sky dot com website and link from there, 
or simply go to Amazon.com and search by my name, Sel Kerens, S-E-L-K-E-R-A-N-S, and that will bring it up. It's a Kindle version or a paperback version. So the title of the book, again, for listeners who want to be sure and get this incredible book, the title is Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease. And Sel's name is, first name is Sel, S. E-L, and the last name Karens, K-E-R-A-N-S. Sel, you mentioned exercise as important and exercising safely. Can you explain this a little more? Okay, this is uh, pretty much about listening to your body and how it responds. I wouldn't recommend that everybody gets out and uh, buys a bodyboard and hits the surf after work or jumps on a bicycle like I did after 30 years of not being on a bike. Uh, So in one aspect, that's where the safe part comes in, but the other one is uh, I don't believe it's about hitting the gym and and, uh, and ripping your muscles to shreds while you try and develop some strength around fighting Parkinson's. I think it's more about aerobic exercise and stuff that's going to increase your core strength your body and your and your resistance uh, keep your, your muscle tone up without uh, without damaging yourself. And I, as I was in the gym working out myself, I I realised there was a uh, there was a, a very fine line there. That uh, when you did cross it, you uh, there would be some significant difference in the way your body felt after a workout. It was the difference between feeling good and feeling like, well, I'm starting to hurt a bit from this and uh, maybe I'm not doing the, the right thing for my body. So it's about that listening, whether I suppose you've got Parkinson's or not, and, and just uh, being cautious around it. Uh, I worked for a short time with a trainer, a personal trainer who had some knowledge about uh, about uh, safe exercising with Parkinson's and doing stuff that was suitable for me. Uh, another tip around this, it's also in my book, is uh, some gyms. There are, there's one in this particular area where I, where I live now that uh, that has... Uh, it's a medically supervised gym, so it's got uh, medical experts there in conditions such as Parkinson's that can uh, watch over your exercise routine, if you like. So the safely... Well, along with... The safety thing to sum up the safety thing right. to sum up the uh, personal safety and uh, and and the, the safety of your your body that you're trying to uh, heal rather than damage. Well, along with elements of your personal experience, your new book contains many recommendations for others about how to respond to the challenge of living with Parkinson's. So it's kind of a narrative in parts and instructional in others. Why did you write it in this way? Okay, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I've written books for school <laughs> uh, for teachers and students. I am a teacher, so uh, I want to teach. I want to, I want to uh, impart knowledge. I want to affect. I want to influence. Uh, probably most importantly, I just haven't followed the set genre. I just wrote the book I wanted to write. I think that's important. It just got to it's got to be your heart and your character coming through. Uh, 
I wanted something that would, was almost uh, novel-like in some situations where uh, to, to get people in some, some narrative to, to relate to their own lives and say, hey, yeah, well, I felt like that when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's, like uh, I was paddling a kayak downstream and I hit some rapids, you know. I used uh, narratives to uh, to make them more real. And on on the back of the narratives, the, the advice is I think it's a bit more powerful rather than just uh, bullet points on a page that, uh, that someone has said are good for you to do with Parkinson's. Uh, I'm not qualified professionally, but I think personal experience counts for more, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> What have been your key responses along the way that have changed things for you that may have helped you or worked for you, Sal? I mentioned earlier on that uh, talking with friends, colleagues, family about this change in my life that I was going to have to come to terms with, uh, I've found some knowledgeable people someone who had uh, qualifications in pharmacy, naturopathy and homeopathy, all three. And uh, I'd recommend that lady. Uh, I've got, still got a contact detail. I spent an hour with her on a back patio and she was scribbling out a lot of things on, the, on a bit of paper in, into relating them for me in terms of the, the, the causes, possible causes for Parkinson's, the, uh, the detoxifying avenues that were open and in terms of homeopathy, naturopathy, in combination with medication. And so I had the whole picture, and that was just amazing. I had uh, someone else that I'd talk with about it at a support group for men, uh, mentioned uh, about John Coleman's book, Stop Parking, Start Living, and that was my first source of inspiration. Getting in touch with nature was, was really, as I've mentioned, a, a big thing for me. Lots of beach walks, lots of uh, being out there, just uh, enjoying the simple things. I started looking for a lot more from life. I mentioned riding a bike and bullying uh, in the ways and things, but fatherhood was a, an important thing for me. I was uh, I was a late father in my life at 46. You know, I've got a 10-year-old girl now, and... Uh, and she keeps me young and keeps my life enriched. I do a lot of playful things. We go to the park and we ride bikes. We get on the swings. We watch kids' movies. Just looking for a lot more from life. And uh, those those uh, have been the key things for me. The detoxifying has been another one. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery. My guest today is Sal Karens, author of Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease. If you've been hoping to register for Jumpstart Recovery, uh, the program that I sponsor through Parkinson's Recovery and have been disappointed because the program always fills up way too early, there is one recent listing as of yesterday for September. The reason the program fills up so quickly is the enrollment is limited to 10 individuals. So if you're interested in signing up and joining us in that program, you better sign up today. That's jumpstart.parkinsonsrecovery.com. We address the issues involving the causes of Parkinson's disease, the ways to release trauma, 
the reasons that are primary to what helps people recover, issues of how to release toxins and how to release entanglements in family systems that are oftentimes reasons why individuals find that recovery is obstructed. So I have a tough question to ask you. What hurdles have you faced? Uh, the hurdles certainly have been there. Uh, not, I'm not uh, quarantined from them at all, just like anybody. Uh, I've mentioned the anger, the stress, the total disappointment that uh, the why me factor. And I've also had depression and uh, and quite measuredly uh, I've had one or two days where I've you know, considered taking my life and uh, I think that you've got to get a way around that and not uh, get lost in so- sorrow and, 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 uh, and self-pity about uh, where you are in life. I've had uh, medication blues, I just... Uh, I've been so healthy, I've hardly taken a tablet in 50 years of my life and suddenly I'm dependent on them. I've found that as quite a hurdle. Public embarrassment, shaking and leg dragging and, and uh, confusion, at not being able to function properly. Uh, I would say they've been the hurdles. How have you overcome these hurdles? Probably the most important one there to, to do something about is the depression. I mentioned in my book uh, five rules for overcoming depression that I found that I modified a little bit uh, that have been my mantra for for uh, reinventing my life as, as well as the uh, the other strategies that I've used. So there's eating well, sleeping well, exercising, avoiding alcohol and being alone and anxious were mine uh, that helped me get back. And uh, I, I just reiterate that last one, being alone and anxious. Sometimes I needed to be alone because meditation became a big thing for my, for my life and, uh, and mindfulness. Uh, and I'll admit to being uh, most often introverted, so that being alone was important for me. But uh, if there's any anxiety there that's starting to lead to uh, depression, and thoughts of uh, ending your life, and it's time to stop being alone and, and being and start being with other people. So mindfulness was uh, amazing for that meditation. I, I also found through a friend uh, a hypnosis CD that uh, for mind and body healing, I think it was called, that uh, you could uh, relax to and uh, and help reinforce your own sense of positive suggestion that you can heal your body and uh, and overcome what the challenge is to your health. Probably uh, something else I could recommend at this point is uh, getting involved with uh, support groups. If it's a uh, bit of Parkinson's support group or uh, a healing or uh, simply a men's group that I've been involved with, men's Men's Wellbeing Association and uh, Men Supporting Men. Uh, any circle, support group circles that they have, any activities. One thing that was powerful for me was going to uh, retreat weekends that are all about uh, restoring your health with body and mind. One of the themes for those was head, heart and hands. And, uh, and the other one was release, renew, rejoice. 
and uh, both about uh, living mindfully, living with your heart and a love for life and uh, reflecting that through what you did every day, your actions. Uh, the release when you would rejoice was along the lines of what you were talking about there, uh, Robert, you know, releasing the, the trauma, releasing the, the bad stuff inside that's keeping you from uh, being as healthy, as happy as you can and uh, renewing your approach to life through uh, a, a positive outlook and then rejoicing your life, be it with Parkinson's or, or whatever your your uh, givens are that you prefer not to have there, just rejoicing that you've got a life and, uh, and it's, still, it's, it's still a rich and wonderful thing. Sal, would you consider yourself recovered from Parkinson's disease? Personally, no, but... Uh, I've always considered myself recovering and, and considering the way I was in the first year, I've recovered uh, quite remarkably from the symptoms I've staved off my you know, progression of those symptoms or any deterioration. So I, I still feel the, the shadow of Parkinson's there in the background. Uh, it's still you know, the dance partner that I haven't quite pushed off the dance floor yet and it's still still the unwelcome stranger that's around that hasn't quite left my door yet, but it, it feels like a shadow in the background. I think I'm progressing and I'll recover, but I've got more work to do yet. I, I consider my work still in progress. I've, I've got more reading to do and more, uh, more uh, I suppose, concentration on some things that I haven't been uh, keeping up as well as I want to with. Do you believe it's possible to recover completely from the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, Sal? Absolutely. Uh, but with a caution, everybody's experience is, is different. In my case, I think that's possible for me. It's a long road, though, and uh, to use the, the cliche, and persistence is the key for that, along with belief. Uh, so... I think you, you just have to believe you can beat it and line up everything you can in the way of strategies against it. So uh, you just have to believe. My philosophy is it's, uh, it's a cruel disease and it's unfair to be saddled with it. So don't be fair in dealing with it or dancing with it. You know. Line up everything you can against it. Heal your body. Give it nothing to hold on to. I believe the brain can heal itself given the help it needs uh, just as much as the body can. In your book, you mentioned some reluctance with medication. What's been your approach to taking medications over this entire five years? I've mentioned something earlier on about uh, about some reluctance because I hadn't taken medication my whole life. I hadn't spent a night in hospital or anything. Uh, and suddenly here I was settled up with it. So uh, I read about side effects and... Uh, and the possibility of needing increasing doses as body became used to it. So uh, I've taken an initial dose to get to the balance and I'm maintaining that uh, so I can live and function normally, looking for alternatives around that and, uh, and heading off any uh, re, re uh, I suppose, introduction of symptoms or uh, avoiding increasing doses. Because I, I believe that 
can be harder to heal, as well as increasing side effects if if you're uh, if you become more dependent on medication. You know, that the whole idea for me is the whole goal, the whole aim is to heal my body, not to uh, mask what's going on, but to heal what's going on. So I'm getting ready now to wind back very slightly with uh, healthier eating and, and the lifestyle around this green change, you know, living among the trees and growing our own produce and things. As an Australian, you mentioned one valuable resource to you who has been naturopath John Coleman, who himself fully recovered from symptoms of Parkinson's disease. What other resources have been useful for you in learning about alternative approaches to managing the symptoms? I've already mentioned some of the local contacts I've made and, and people with knowledge. Uh, but Robert, you know, my hat is completely off to you and uh, the support that you give through Parkinson's recovery. Uh, a key time for my life was uh, reading about the recovery summit in Cincinnati and uh, saying, hey, I'm going to go halfway around the world here and I'm going to jump on a plane and travel for 14 hours or whatever it is and uh, and and reach into my pocket for a bit of money to do this. But uh, this is what I want. This is what I really need in my life. I need some encouragement, some positivity, some someone putting up the flag to say, hey, you, know, you don't have to accept that uh, this is going to debilitate you forever. And there's, there's some possibility of recovery. There's a wide range of things you can do to try. And uh, and uh, there is hope. And where there's hope, there's always a solution. So, uh, so Robert, uh, I thank you very much for that because uh, I, I came over to Cincinnati and sat through uh, a lot of talks that people gave and, and some workshops and therapy sessions and... Uh, I was a, a, a bit of a, a beacon of, of, of health myself there because I'd already considered myself well on the way to recovery. And uh, I think I was uh, encouraging for other people as well as they were for me just simply by my being there. So I've yet to engage fully with all the resources you've got on your, your website, but it's just an amazing resource. My um, next target is looking at the... The things on mindfulness to reinforce what I already do and know and understand about mindfulness. So, uh, also got a bit of support from uh, Parkinson's Resource Organisation that uh, based in the USA. I was a bit disappointed that uh, there's nothing much in Australia that was the same apart from the the uh, Stop Park and Start Living book. So. So yes, it's, uh, it's it's been a big thing for my life, huge thing for my life, you know, to have met you, Robert, and to uh, and to engage with what you've got available for people. I think you're an amazing source of inspiration. It was a high honor for me, Sal, to meet you in Cincinnati back now three years ago, and to spend the time that I did with you. You are truly a person who is a mentor to many others who uh, join you on this journey of recovery from Parkinson's disease. And of course, since that time, not only have you made incredible strides and gains and made some incredible decisions for yourself, but you've written a book about this discovery. So uh, it's exciting to me to be able to have you on the show today so that we can tell everybody about 
the this amazing story of what you've done over this short period of time. What sums up Thank your you. philosophy in terms of uh, life with Parkinson's disease? You must have an absolutely positive and unwavering mindset, firstly and foremostly. Without that, it's bedlam, it's panic, it's uh, uncertainty, it's uh, it's fear. So it's uh, you've got to take on board that really positive mindset, wear it like a hat every day. Uh, if your negative thoughts start creeping in, chase them out. Chase them out. Have a motto for yourself, if you like. Uh, something you look at, something you read, something you think every day is a trigger to, uh, to putting that positive cap back on. It's uh, it's important to, uh, as I've said before as well, uh, live with it rather than live in it. Don't get up every morning and think, well, well, I've got this damn Parkinson's disease, how am I to get through the day? Get up in the morning and think, what can I do today that's going to be the most rich and happy and wonderful experience that I can manage around work, all the other things that I've got to do? What am I really going to do today to to, to get out there and, and, and embrace life? Many people I talk to do understand and appreciate the value of a positive mindset, but they have difficulty maintaining that. How can people focus on this and heal their bodies? Okay. I would say plans are most important there. Making plans for life changes are not life changes that are that are uh, accepting uh, a loss of control, but rather taking control, doing the detoxifying, the... Uh, Addressing the possible causes, diet, exercise, mindfulness is a big one, huge, huge one. Relaxation, meditation as well, staying hydrated, drinking lots of water, exercising within the careful boundaries, and working measuredly, I think. So it's it's really not a simple answer, but there's a lot of factors in there. But it's, it, I suppose the, the word that I started with, plans, is the important one. They're planning to do those things. In your book, you have an interesting suggestion that people complete a Parkinson's barrier buster activity. Now, what is that, Sal? Okay, this is interpreted from uh, an activity I was doing with students in high schools which is basically a diagram, essential to the diagram is you, uh, things that are, that are especially important for you or about you. Uh, and around you, you've got these barriers between you and the dreams, the goals, the ambitions you have. And in this case, interpreting the diagram from uh, use with students to allowing them to careers is uh, the, the barriers uh, for the students would be things like uh, I need to get a driver's license, I need money, I need uh, to go to university or what have you. Uh, this is simply the, the, the barrier is Parkinson's and it's uh, if you let it, it's going to keep you from your dreams and your goals and your ambitions. So it's uh, it's got huge arrows that, uh, that are breaking through the, the, the circle of Parkinson's around you. This is in the book, by the way, so you can see it and, and use it for yourself. So what are you going to do? What are your actions are you going to do to get to where you want to go with your vision for your life? 
for your dreams, your goals, ambitions? How are you going to realise those things? How are you going to break through Parkinson's and still get you to the rich and rewarding life you, you want to have? And uh, almost getting to the point of realisation that, uh, yes, I've got this new challenge in my life, but hasn't it woken me up? Hasn't it made me rethink my life? And it's more important than ever now that I achieve those things that I want to achieve even sooner. Uh, I want to fill up my life with a lot more now. So it's just another life challenge and and you can overcome it. So the barrier buster diagram is kind of like a poster for your wall but once you complete it, you look at it every day. It might be next to your mirror just to re- reinforce your resolve if you like. Every uh, and get you with that positive mindset when you get out of bed in the morning. This is who I am, this is where I am, this is what I want to do, these are my dreams, goals and ambitions and Parkinson's, uh-uh, he's not going to get in the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Robert Rogers, your host of the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show. My guest today is Sal Kierens, author of Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease. So you've mentioned a number of functions and activities people need to engage in order to see a reversal of their symptoms. What are the key things you would suggest that are vital for people with Parkinson's to do in their daily lives? Okay, I've I've rambled on quite a bit about a a, a number of things, but I'll, I'll keep it simple with this particular answer here. Uh, one, stay hydrated. Two, exercise. Three, mindfulness is important. And four, meditation. Coming back to your book, what was it that inspired you to write the book and how did you go about doing it? Uh, like there a lot of people in the world, I guess the death of Robin Williams hit me pretty hard. And... Uh, I just wanted to be able to sort of grab him back from beyond the, other, the grave and, and just shake him or wake him and say, look, look, mate, you, know, uh, you, you can live ritually and well and I, I, I know how you feel if you had a bad um, episode of uh, depression that, that got you feeling like there was no way out of this. Just to... That, that would have been part, part of it, uh, but, uh, but also I needed to, to shout, you know, to, in the in the absence of, of of other things in my own country about uh, staying strong against Parkinson's, I needed to be another voice for that. So it uh, was not a a convenient time. I was uh, as I said, I've made a tree change. I've moved house. So the wonderful lady that I met uh, and uh, decided we were going to have a future together. We sold both our houses and packed them up and moved them and moved into a place together in, in the country. Um, so I just interrupted that whole process of packing and moving and sat for 10 days and, and just let it flow. It was really inspiring for me to do that and cathartic. You know, it, it helped me grow in confidence and heal as well. It reinforced everything I've done and uh, in the context of sharing it with other people. And uh, So the draft was written in 10 days and I spent about 40 days then revising it on and off just where I could around the, the move to the new house. Uh, 
I hear many stories that are quite incredible from individuals uh, about their own journey on the road to recovery. And oftentimes I'll follow up and say, would you like to be a guest on the radio show? The answer turns out to be oftentimes no, for various good reasons, of course. Would you recommend that everyone share their stories in the way that you have shared your story? Yes, to a way that suits them. Uh, I know that people uh, are all different and some are quite open and uh, willing to share and others uh, like to uh, keep it quite private. They've got a condition such as Parkinson's that uh, I'd consider... Uh, even if you write it for for a very close friends or just family uh, in your own form in your own time and it could be a poem it could be a book you know, that I'd recommend you writing about it uh, I've dealt with so much adversity in my life and uh, even since a child and I've always done that through writing dreaming imagining and uh, putting things down on paper but most importantly that uh, I suggest getting a friend to help or even if someone's serious about it and wants to do a book, I can even offer to ghostwrite with somebody. I'm considering at the moment publishing a book of people's stories and experiences because I've, I've caught so many just uh, through Parkinson's support groups just saying, well, yes, I've been... Someone might say that uh, they've had the disease five, 10 or 15 years and what they've done and some of them are inspirations and they're still managing well now. Some have recovered and others are struggling a little bit. But uh, I'd like to have uh, a small book of uh, people's stories, whether they're openly sharing their name or whether it's anonymously, just as another another help book to follow up the one I've just done. Just to say, well, uh, here's how other people have gone about it, the key things that may be the same or different to what I've done. That sounds like a fascinating project to me. Let me promote your new book, too, Sal. I would love to have not only you, but perhaps some of the other people that you're going to write the stories about on a future radio show. Yeah, so if anybody is on the line here that's interested in, interested in sharing their story uh, without it necessarily being in a, a slight underwater distortion of mine, but, uh, I don't mind if it's that either, but... Uh, I certainly encourage anyone, and and, uh, and and the line is open. Go to my website and make contact with me. And then, what? Is, how would they contact you through your email? If so, what is that email? Okay, the best email for me is cell s e l karens k e r a n s at icloud i c l o u d dot com. Alternatively, they can go to to threestepstothesky.com and uh, contact me there through uh, a web form. And that website address is exactly the way it sounds with all of those words joined together. It's a marvelous title for a website, I think. So it's 3-T-H-R-E- E, the word three, steps, F-T-E-P-S, two, T-O, 
the T H E Sky S K Y dot com. So actually, all you have to remember is three steps to the sky, and you've got the website address. I am your host of the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show. My guest today is Thel Currens, who is the author of the amazing book, which has just been released, titled Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease, which you can actually claim on Amazon or by going to the website that we just referenced, Three Steps to the Sky. If you'd like to be able to join me and nine others on our next Jumpstart to Recovery program. I've just opened up a program for September of this year. Enrollments are limited to 10 persons. So if you've been trying to get in a program and have been unsuccessful because they fill up so early, I want everybody who is listening to the program to have a heads up. We've just announced the new program, which will commence in September. So sign up, claim the early bird special, and begin getting all of the information that's a part of the program, which is access to the member website, all the videos from the Santa Fe Summit, and the mindfulness emails as well. So do you have a motto to live by that you could leave people here with today? I've already kind of... uh... Left one many times, haven't I? Uh, three steps to the sky has been mine about overcoming childhood adversity. It still carries me through. So if you have a, a favourite motto for your life, simply make it mean more than it does through overcoming Parkinson's. Otherwise, get something simple, and you've all seen these things on Facebook and Twitter and things that are shared. Uh, one that I've seen recently is, uh, uh, I can, I will, end of story. Uh, simply stated as determination that you can do what you set out to do. Otherwise, I've mentioned a couple of other things. Head, heart and hands. Being mindful, living through your heart and your love for the world and showing that with what you do. Or uh, release, renew, rejoice, I think is a great one as well. Release the bad stuff from your life, your experience, your body. healing yourself and celebrating life even though you have Parkinson's. Consider the Parkinson's a short term. The, uh, the recovery is possible and the, uh, the advancements and treatments and, and pathways toward a cure are, are just astounding as well. So don't feel saddled with it. Stay positive and uh, get yourself a motto that, uh, that you can use every day and uh, to flick the switch, staying positive and happy. The motto cell that resonated with me just yesterday was inspired by a T-shirt that a man was wearing. And on the back of the T-shirt, big words were written that said, just do it. And I thought, well, I think that ought to be my motto. Instead of thinking about it, pondering about it, wondering whether I should do it or not, I just need to go ahead and do it. And that also seems to summarize much of what you've been talking about on the show today. (laughs) Yes, I think so. I think so. Uh, I talk about a couple of things that I've done uh, out of the box, things that I've done that... uh, that have helped me also break free of this notion of feeling limited 
and uh, I think it's in, important to do those. Not necessarily someone who's 89 years old jumping out of a plane in a parachute for the first time, but you know what I mean. <laughs> get out of the box and get out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, there are many individuals who are listening to the program today and who will be listening to the recording who are newly diagnosed. They've just learned that they have a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. What would you like to say to them today? Welcome to the family. Don't be dismayed. Don't be disappointed. Don't be too angry anyway. Keep a little bit of a fire of determination going against it. But uh, it's not the end of the world, guys. It's the start of a new life. That life is your own. It's still your own. It's yours to embrace or or uh, or, uh, or be sad about. I'd rather embrace it, and I recommend you do that too. I encourage all of you who are listening to claim Sell's new book. And so, again, the title is Leading the Dance, Living Well with Parkinson's Disease. His last name is spelled K-E-R-A-N-S. It's available on Amazon, and so you can just search on the title of the book and even his last name, and you'll be able to order it from there. It's available as a download, or you can actually also go to his fascinating website, which is three steps to the sky.com. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be on the show today and share your incredible insights and wisdom about what it means to live with symptoms uh, that have challenged you over the last five years. Thank you. It's been wonderful as well. And uh, if anybody would like to uh, follow my daily experiences with life, uh, at the top of my website, the three steps to the sky.com, there's uh, links there to my Twitter feed and, and my uh, Facebook feed and, and such forth. And uh, I'm also on Instagram, so uh, if you search by my name, you'll, you'll find me there. I'm a huge photographer. So uh, I'd be happy to uh, be an online buddy of sorts if people want to connect through social media fantastic tell people again please your email address cell s-e-l dot karens k-e-r-a-n-s at icloud i-c-l-o-u-d dot com I basically live on an iPad these days so uh that's the quickest way to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Go, go Karen, everywhere. Thank, you. thank you so thank much you. for being a guest on the show today. It has been incredibly illuminating for me and all of the other listeners. Thank you very much. It's been a wonderful experience for me too. Very cathartic. So for those of you who are connecting in and who are looking for some support on your journey on the road to recovery... We do sponsor and offer a Jump Start to Recovery program, which is packed full of all sorts of ways that you can find not only the cause of your symptoms, but ways that you can actually reverse those symptoms. So the idea of the Jump Start to Recovery program is not to focus only on suppressing the symptoms, but on identifying the cause 
and then addressing the cause so that once the cause is addressed, then the symptoms no longer need to be present. Jumpstart to Recovery, the website is jumpstart, S-J-U-M-P-S-T-A-R-T dot parkinsonsrecovery.com. The quickest way to get there is to go to the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and you'll see there links to all of the other incredible resources that we support and fund and subsidize here at Parkinson's Recovery. There are ways to track your symptoms. There's a chat room. There's a blog. There are Sunday connections where hosts, are available on Sunday afternoons to talk with you about their own experience with recovering from the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. If you feel like you're out there and isolated and alone, no longer. There are lots of people out there that will be happy to provide you with all the support and resources that you need in order to be able to have a successful journey down the road to recovery. I'm Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery, and that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you have listened to this radio show today, this amazing interview with Sal Karen's that you indeed, as he is, are on the road to recovery. May you have a magnificent week. Good day.